Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hey everyone, awesome as always to be here. I hope wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, you're enjoying your day, evening, whatever. Happy to be here. So we continue our summer series, this being the next part in our sentence, right? Remember we talked about, or I talked about and you listened, developmental transformations is an embodied, aesthetic, relational, developmental process of transformation within a play space. Folks, we're on to the relational aspect, so here we go. I want you to think about any relationship you have or have had. Your parents, your friends, partners, siblings, pets, teachers, whatever. I want you to think about the similarities these people have. And people you choose to surround yourself with. What do they have in common? Uh, Don't share it. I mean, unless you'd like to, but just think about it. What is similar about them? Yes, you are the common denominator. What else? It can be anything. All right, so you have a list in your head? Some similarities? Okay, just take that list and put it to the side there just for a minute. We're going to make another list. I always find it helpful to think about my exes. No, not because I personally enjoy that process. Far from it. But I actually find that the people I don't surround myself with have a lot in common too. What I like, what I don't like. Just take a quick second to think about the similarities between your exes or friends you no longer have. It turns out that people who aren't in our life anymore have something very important in common, even more than the people who you choose to surround yourself with. You want to know what it is? They didn't let you do what you wanted. It's simply that. They just didn't let you do what you wanted. And just think for a second on that. And you may choose other words or different words to to explain what I'm saying. But typically, we get rid of the people, or they get rid of us, because we're standing in the way of something they want. Someone. Something they want to do. And we're not awful people. Far from that. We might even know we're standing in their way, or that they're just standing in our way. We just know, nope, it's not for me. You see, we tend to surround ourselves with people who don't push us off the track, who don't get in our way. They don't bother us. They don't annoy us or hurt us. We don't hang out with those people. We break up with them. We avoid them. We don't become friends with them or involved in the first place. We like to keep like-minded people near us. And maybe they have a different culture or a different understanding of the world, but they won't be too far off from your own core. Think about it for a minute. We keep company that doesn't challenge us. Why? Again, we're not bad people. We're just trying to live in a world that's hard enough to live in. I understand that. And we know that if we have the choice, we choose to be with people who are going to enrich our lives. And that makes so much sense. We keep the company that doesn't rock the boat. You know, people who know us, who love us, who are at times in service of us. We would all want the world to go exactly as we would want it to. I mean, wouldn't that be nice if the world went exactly as we wanted it to? 
The problem with that is that so does everyone else. So enter DVT. DVT is relational because it flows from the other and returns to the other. It involves the other because guess what? It's always the other who's upsetting our world. In couples therapy, who does partner A complain about? Themselves? No! They complain about partner B. Who else? Well, we can come up with many different options, but let's be super general and binary here just for a minute. The other, however many of them are, disrupt our day-to-day lives. And DVT works to embrace this fact, that people are involved in our problems. They are involved in our solutions. They are involved in the process. So why are they not involved actively in our therapeutic processes? Why are they sitting on the side from afar, directing? When I first became a drama therapy student, I didn't really know what to do with the stuff particularly the scarves. I just didn't know how to move them or flow them around, and I didn't know what they really were for. All I could think about was rhythmic gymnastics, which is not an an insult at all to scarves, because for some people, they're wonderful, and I understand that. But for me, it wasn't. I just didn't know what to do with them. And I thought, oh man, this is not going to go very well. I wanted to be involved, and I didn't know how else to be helpful but maybe I'm under distance as a person or I'm too involved and maybe that's not professional and actually maybe really harmful and and this terror inside my chest grew and my heart and my stomach and I didn't want to be that kind of person, you know, reckless. And it turns out the things that helps me gauge this potential recklessness is the relationship. Phew. Good thing I decided to go for that instead of the scarves. <laughs> A scarf can't tell me how it's feeling. It holds my projection, but it lets me decide how to understand or interpret it. One of the first DVTers, Alice Forrester, was my training therapist. And as I lay there, paralyzed on the floor of the therapy room, so terrified of the encounter, the relationship that I couldn't even look at my DVT cohort members in the eyes during check-in, frozen, still in my own loops and patterns and process. But... Alice wasn't a scarf. She also didn't kick me or yell at me or tell me to get up and stop being a lazy fool. That would have been so far from where I was that our relationship would have been broken. The bridge between us snapped. Instead, Alice let me lay there and she spoke softly in a motherly tone, not condescending. Softly, she spoke about the girl under the ice, frozen, but wanting to come up. She told a story of this girl. You know, this girl who's speaking to you right now. She was not a scarf. In that moment, she wove together elements of my past. Remember, I grew up way up north in Canada, under the ice, literally. And she used the structure of a story, a good night story, to mirror the differences in our ages, the difference in our power positions, her being much older than me, old enough to be my mother, She took elements of the current situation, me laying on the floor paralyzed, and she gave it shape. One that I could respond to, even if I didn't get up off the floor. Just one that I could receive. In DVT, we use the dramatic medium to be in relationship. We use the relationship to be together. We use the relationship as the canvas, as the script, as the container, as anything we need for our relationship. As Gergen in 2009 wrote... 
All that we take to be real, true, valuable, or good finds its origin in coordinated action. Page 31. We need the relationship to produce something, and we need it needs to be produced together. Gurgen continues and talks a lot about how nothing really exists without a relationship. He goes into very much detail, but the neat part is how he weaves in his own experience. He also weaves in this critic character. Just when you start to doubt what he's saying, this critic starts to speak to your very thoughts. So again, maybe I am too under-distanced or too over-involved, and maybe that makes me gullible. But when he says, it is when someone says, what do you think of this, that you're animated. Suddenly you're brimming with ideas, opinions, tastes, and values. We come to life through relationship. We exist in a state of inter-animation. Page 34. DVT is relational because it flows from the other and returns to the other. We need the other. I need the other. Sometimes I hate the other. But I wouldn't be me without you. I mean, scarves lose their interest after a while anyways. Once it's torn and shredded and hurt, we simply get rid of it. And sometimes scarves are really itchy. But I try. Sometimes I try to have the scarf and be fancy and lovely and warm, depending on the season. But sometimes it's too hot and it feels like I'm choking and then I get bothered and I want to just break up with it. <laughs> you know, I'm in the, in the market of being with people, despite their hurt, their torn parts, their parts that are shredded. And we're in the market of that, right? So let's own that in our field. Despite the itchiness of others, we will encounter them. Or at least try. And really, that's all we can ask for. So there you have it, another episode down, and hopefully the conversation's still going strong. Feel free to give me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or any story ideas. Don't forget to subscribe at your iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. Take care and play on.